Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. y'all we're back with another week of tis the podcast the podcast dedicated to keeping the christmas spirit alive all all year long i'm julia i'm anthony i'm tom happy november happy november we're officially in the christmas season oh that's right what did we do today we packed up halloween did you see what the what WB posted the the meme from Elf on Facebook. Which one? It had its buddy in the window and James Conn walking by, but they labeled it uh, Christmas season starting November 1st, and James Conn was labeled a cotton-headed nitty muggin, and it was fantastic. (laughs) Um, So when we went trick-or-treating and it was kind of cold so we ended up going around our neighborhood but we got in the car so we could warm ellie up ever so often because her fingers were getting too cold mm-hmm. and we, there were a couple houses that christine didn't get out of the car to go um with ellie and so i did and we get back in the car and she started the christmas music because we were going mm-hmm. home and it was time it was time it's magic and we had we had nothing halloween left up in our house this morning but we did start <laughs> christmas and our light guy came and got the lights on the house and we are light we are the first house in the neighborhood lighted up for christmas i oh, love it i love it i love we're it decor- so we're decorating our tree saturday we're having our par- my parents over and we're going to all decorate it family when time love it yeah you're going to go to your parents and decorate their house too they're not really decorating because they're going to Florida. That's why I was like, well, we usually go over to theirs to decorate their tree. So I'll have them over at ours and decorate our tree. I know it's a huge bummer. You can't take your trip like you were planning, but I'm so happy you're going to get to decorate for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Anthony. Sorry. Anthony, you're having a rough time, dude. It has not been my year, y'all. I'm giving you a virtual <laughs> hug. Thank you. That's some. I'm returning. That's some it. Duncan, Duncan in your hand though. That's not terrible, right? No. No. What are you drinking tonight? Is it pumpkiny, oh. or have it's... you transitioned to mint? Because I know mint is your favorite. I don't do mint for <laughs> our listeners who forgot. It is pumpkin. I usually do the white chocolate mocha around this time of year because they add the whipped cream is. and the red sprinkles and everything, but. Not there yet. I was in a rush from the movie theater to get home to record. How long that just movie like was. Straight hot chocolate. Duncan's hot chocolate is actually really good. Okay. But That's no, I usually I usually don't Starbucks order drink. hot chocolate like out. I usually just make mine. Yeah. 
patterns. Buying hot chocolate is a waste. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. You can make it so much better at home. How do you make yours? Do you guys do powders or homemade? Shave chocolate. What are you, Julia? No, so homemade. <laughs> no, like when we're here, we use the Ghirardelli powder. Which I is quite good. It is that is good, and there yeah. is a really good gear jelly powder. Yeah, yeah, like from San Francisco, G H I R A D E L L I, Ghirardelli. Oh, Ghirardelli, got it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know Ghirardelli. Sorry, I didn't. I wasn't hearing you properly. Is it the <laughs> my pronunciation of Italian words is not great. Do you use a premium hot cocoa mix or the double chocolate hot cocoa mix? I'm looking uh, at Amazon now. We've gotten both the one in the dark purple package and the red package. Which one do you prefer? Um, I mean, it's, I like them both. Ethan, Gun I to think, he- prefers Gun to the, head. Double, the double chocolate or the whichever one you said second. Double. Okay. Okay. Tell you can't Ethan, go wrong with either. Tell Ethan that if... This is bad. You just threw him under the bus by saying that's what he preferred. I'll do it. I can do that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Tell him if this is bad, he owes me 15 bucks. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, I am my parents. I am this- my kids' bankers, after all. Anthony, this will not help you at all, but Julia, TJ's has an amazing peppermint hot chocolate mix. Oh, peppermint and amazing do not belong in the same sentence together. Anthony, I said so, what I said. You don't have it there, but uh, Dutch Bros. Every first Wednesday of the month, they have their new stickers, and Ellie collects Dutch Bros. stickers. So I had to take one for the team and go today. And today they switched everything over, and it was one hundred percent Christmas. All the <gasps> things. How is their hot chocolate? Uh, I don't know. I haven't had it. Oh, we've got one close to us now. You should go get the stickers. Go. You should drive by tomorrow and see if they have stickers. They're, they're, this one's cute. Okay. All right. We're also in the Christmas spirit. Don't you love this? I do. I needed it. This me feels different too. than like last Halloween to me. Does it feel different? Like the excitement? It feels a lot stronger to me for some reason. Same here. What about you, Anthony? I don't know why. Yeah. It does though, right? It does. I don't know. I'm really chopping at the bit for some Christmas this year. So so y'all, I'm mad at one of our listeners. Uh-oh. What did Disco do? How did you know it was Disco? So <laughs> I didn't, I just guessed. <laughs> uh, b- besides ditching me when I was in England, Disco, <laughs> which... Uh-huh, karma, I know. Uh he so for our listeners who don't follow me on social media, I shaved recently. Mm-hmm. Um growing the beard back immediately. But Disco had to comment on Facebook. Anthony Caruso, that beard is essential for that face. You'll be easy to get on the Christmas podcast or guess who without it. Does he look like a baby trying to apologize to itself in the mirror? Yes, Anthony. <laughs> so, Disco, how dare you, sir? But in well, the spirit gonna, of Christmas, I will forgive you. I'm going to pick you up a little bit after that, Anthony. Um, notice how nobody argued with him, but 
Uh, I I did notice that. I was a little perturbed, honestly. <laughs> I'm gonna pick you up a little bit with a. I want to share early. We usually do this later, but it's feeling festive, uh, and we're gonna get. We're gonna switch all of the the holiday Halloween talk off, so it feels appropriate to discuss this right now. We got a re- review <gasps> from Michael twenty eight. Michael28, if you're listening, please send us your address so you can get a sticker. But they wrote, Freddie and Jason episode. Two, Anthony and Julia, just wanted you to know the two of you did an outstanding... The two of you did an outstanding job on your your latest episode. I'm going to set aside time Mm -hmm. to listen to the marathon. Listen to Marathon 445 episode very soon. Well, first of all, Michael, thank you for the kind words. I would like to take credit for using my good judgment and making Julia the host <laughs> of that episode against her <laughs> against her wishes. Um, yes, it turned out well. And I would also be very curious for you to write us and let you know, let us know what you think of that marathon four hour and 45 minute episode. It was good. It was really good. Thank you for the review, though. Love that. Yeah, thank it's you. Encouraging to hear. Like Tom said, send us your address so you get goodies. The rest of you, shameless plug, write us a review, send us your address, get a prize. So we got a new trailer for a Christmas movie today. <laughs> no, 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 not Terrifier three. Even though okay, that looks fant- that, like, even though that, that looks fantastic. Uh, it's for Jeannie, starring Melissa McCarthy, the one she was shot in Nyack, beginning of last year. Oh. Yeah. Directed by the same people that, uh, the same guy who directed Love Actually. Okay, wow. you're saying all the right things. So, uh, yeah, it looks good. It looks classic fish out of water, you know, but she's... You know, she's from a different time and has magic powers and is goofy Melissa McCarthy and she's trying to, uh, on humbug uh, gentleman. Nice. He doesn't like Christmas. Yeah. I just is this try- theater watching... or streaming? Streaming. Okay. I just tried watching Melissa McCarthy's show, Mike and Molly. You're not a Republican, so you wouldn't like that show. Did not enjoy. I didn't get very far. I made it like. I'm like, okay, so this is a whole show full of fat jokes. Mm, yes. I believe that is a core tenant. Fat jokes and conservative jokes. I mean, I'm not a Republican and I really like Last Man Standing. Uh I do too. I find it to be a funny show. Yeah. I feel me like the, they do a good job of walking the line. But that's because Tim Allen is okay with making fun of himself and having mm-hmm. a laugh. That's also because his family on that show are all liberals. Right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. He, We know his politics, but he allows both sides to be represented with humor. And I respect that. On his show, yes. In real life, he's a lot less. Eh. I don't pay him for his real life. <laughs> I don't give a rip about his real life. Oh, Santa has forsaken me. <laughs> Speaking of that Santa... Pro- that premieres next week, speaking of Santa. Well, this week when this drops. It does. I'm excited. I am too. I really am. 
I liked the first season. I know we all did. Uh, when, if yeah. you go back and listen to the episode. Well, I thought yeah. the trailer looked good. Like, aside from... Aside from the crappy CGI, Disney spent <laughs> some freaking money. They won't. They haven't learned their lesson. I wonder if they keep it crappy because then it's more in line with the rest of the Santa Clauses. Uh, the first one does not look crappy. I don't know what happened after the no, first one. No, the first one. one's great. Not, yeah. I don't know. It's when the second one, that when they make Comet a basically a cartoon character instead of an animatronic deer. Yeah. Insert Tom. Well, well, well the reindeer is supposed to be all be female anyway, so they got it wrong right from the jump. It's doing the fast blink. Are we are we done with that? Is is that part over? Part is <laughs> over. Okay, thank you. Well, I mean, this will be the last time we talk about the Santa Claus tonight um, because it's actually referenced in our movie uh, that we're covering tonight, which I thought was amusing. Um, We are stepping into the land of Hallmark this week. Folks, come with us. um, I would like to say, I think before you even announce what we're doing, I think starting with a Hallmark movie to kick off the season is a smart move. And I'm not just saying that because I made the schedule. Because you built the schedule. I'm saying that because on TV, it's the Hallmark movies that always start first before all the classics start airing. And Hallmark's in full Christmas swing. So I think it's a smart move. True. Yeah, I don't hate it. Every now and then, as long as we're not doing Hallmark every week, it's good to dive into the Hallmark realm. In all fairness, Hallmark's been going, going hot with this for a while now. Yeah. Hallmark Hallmark does a lot of heavy lifting to get us through the year. I'll give them that. They do. <laughs> um, okay, so tonight we are covering um, last year's new release that I think we all thought was this year's new release. Um, Haul Out the Holly. Um, and it's a Lacey Chabert Hallmark property because that is how we designate Hallmark properties is is which characters are in it the queen um, of hallmark the other two the queen of you. hallmark the they did i'm so glad we retained her i am too i quite like her i do too speaking of did you see the new black friday commercial where she reprised her role her Lindsay lohan and amanda seafried reprised their mean girl roles for a walmart commercial black friday commercial i did no see that. yep it was fantastic so look that up yep. y'all Got to Google that one. Um, okay. So haul out the Holly. Here's the short plot synopsis as most of them are for Hallmark movies. Emily arrives home, hoping to visit her parents only to find out they're going on a trip of their own while she stays at her house for the holidays. Her HOA is determined to get Emily involved in the neighborhood Christmas festivities. That sums it up. Tom, you want to drop a real plot synopsis for this movie? So as it was pointed out on Reddit, this is not my quote, but it's somebody else's quote. Woman living in sin, shacking up with her boyfriend, breaks up, is kicked out of her apartment, goes to her really crappy parents who set her up to celebrate Christmas without them. Just what you want after the ending of a serious relationship is to spend a holiday alone. <laughs> That's exactly what she wants. These parents are the worst. Yeah. 
Can I just say, and we can talk about when we get into it, this movie is like quite, even by Hallmark standards, quite surreal that there's not a real three-dimensional character in this movie except Lacey Chabert. Yeah. It's a definite, it's a different flavor of Hallmark I don't think I've seen in any other one. Love Story was not the main focus, which is interesting. For sure. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so let's do... Um, <laughs> the histories are going to be, we all just watched it. But let's uh, do... I have a history. Okay, let's do histories. Anthony, you lead. My history is I watched it for the first time today. <laughs> but the reason I chose this movie for the schedule, a sneak peek behind the curtain... This went up on Voodoo for pre-order, and I was like, Voodoo misled me. It said this was a 2023 movie, so I was like, oh, Hallmark is doing release right away. Usually they wait a year or two before mm-hmm. releasing them. So I was all excited that I was scheduling the social media that we were recording this episode. I taped in Haul Out the Holly, and then on Google it was like, Lit Haul Out the Holly, what's it called? Hold on. Oh, the Holly lit up Hallmark. So I was like, what is that? And apparently the sequel is coming out this year. Call out the Holly lit up. And I was like, oh, this isn't new. So I'm not as on top of things as I hoped to be. But I mean when I when I saw there was going to be a sequel, I was like, oh, this must be pretty good if it's getting a sequel. And people must love this one. There must be something special about this one. And there was definitely special things about this one, but we'll talk about whether that's a good thing or not. Well, I'm I'm excited about the sequel because it will answer some hopefully burning questions that this that this one left me with that we'll talk about towards the end. Um, Tom, first viewing in the last two days, I would assume. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, and I watched Same it because, here. because Anthony told me to. Did y'all ever see like even a wisp of this last Christmas season? Anywhere? This was was brand new for me. I have not heard of. This was not something on my radar. I find it interesting with Hallmark because they come out with like 50 new movies a year. Mm, Yeah. But I feel like once they air them once, they go back to the old standbys. Like the Royal Nanny is on like 10 times. uh, Not the Royal Nanny. The um, the one we covered with Danica McKellar. The Crown for Christmas. It's on like 10 times a year. Yeah. 10 times a season. So I feel like they have their old standbys they keep going to, despite pumping out all this new content. It's true. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. So cast for this bad boy. Uh, Lacey Chabert returning in her leading lady role. Um, Love her. We all love her. She's great. So happy she stayed with Hallmark and didn't go to Great American Christmas. What's it called? Good Great, Great American, American Yeah. Great American Channel. Great American something. I don't know. <laughs> um Gak. Our lead <laughs> Gak. Our leading man is Wes Brown. We see his face in Hallmark stuff as well. So Do we? I thought to me, I thought he looked like a freaking doofus. And I was I was watching this like he doesn't look like a Hallmark leading man. So He's been he was... in Hallmark stuff. Anthony, how do you I didn't say feel he was my guy? ideal Hallmark leading man? But he's been in Hallmark stuff. 
how do I actually feel about him, Tom? Is that what you said? I was watching this thinking, Julia doesn't think this guy's a cutie in the cute face. Oh, he, he's attractive, but he's not my Hallmark leading guy. He doesn't fit the mold to me no. this one. Um, we have nosy neighbors, as we tend to have in Hallmark. Um, Steven Toblowski, who I'm a big fan of. Love uh, this guy. Groundhog Day is my iconic Steven Toblowski role, frankly. As Ned Ryerson. I loved him on Californication. Okay. Tom, any favorites? And Glee. Probably Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Uh, we also have Melissa Peterman. Now, she was on the Reba show, right? She was. She played okay. the new wife, Barbara Jean. The annoying <laughs> character on that show. I love that show. Oh, y'all know that. It's yeah. I like that show too. I like that show, but she was an annoying character. (laughs) Uh we have um But you loved her still. I mean her the way she would the way she would troll like annoy Reba. You you did you really didn't like Barbara Jean at all. We early next year, let's do Reba. Okay. I never watched Reba. You never seen Reba? I've seen like a few bits of episodes, but we never like watched it. Watched it. It was always funny. Whenever it would come on, it'd be funny. Reba's <laughs> Oklahoma girl. I have nothing negative to say by Reba. The corn maze at Pumpkin Town this year was in the shape of Oklahoma and spelled Reba in the middle. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, other it's, a whole, people- it's a whole different world out on the other side of the country. In the middle. Out here in the middle. Mm-hmm. It's a different world. Um, other recognizable faces. Um, so uh Lacey Chabert's father in we the episode. Covered. Yes, we, we have, have covered Peter him. Jacobson. Um uh, when we covered him before, he actually demonstrated some acting talent. Yes, well, he was, was Dr. Dr. Taub on, on House. He was yeah. House. Oh, when houses. we covered House. Right. He was. When we um, covered it before. He could. I learned he could act. Had this been the first thing I'd seen, <laughs> I don't think that would have come through. Uh, oh, my God. He was doing it for a You could tell he was doing it for a check, especially when he did his mm, 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 little dance moves. Like, you could see the hate in his eyes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we also have another quasi sort of recognizable character to me. One of our neighbors is played by Ellen Travolta, who is much older in this. She's older in this movie, um, but apparently she was in Greece. Joni loves Sachi, Charles in Charge. She was one of the main waitresses in Greece, and she looked old back then. She was the mom in Charles in Charge. Uh, I don't uh, know if you know this or not, but she has a famous brother. So her brother is John Travolta. Yes. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't buy this. This is one of Tom's pull the rug out of us tricks, isn't it? No. She <laughs> is one of John Travolta's siblings. Okay. Well, speaking of John Travolta, I am so proud. That even when I'm telling a truth, it's like, no, no, I don't believe him. <laughs> I would say, Anthony, who has hurt you? But I think the definitive, the, the answer is definitely Tom. Tom has hurt Tom. me. 
Uh, wow. Clearly. I will say, speaking of John Travolta, I saw a new Christmas commercial in front of Terrifier 2 this evening. Mm-hmm. With him as Santa Claus. With him as Santa? Yeah, that's the first time I saw it. You saw that one? Is I mean, he was Santa year? last year. He, It's just a new, new one in the series of him being Santa. With the credit card? He did the... Yeah, with uh, Samuel Jackson last year. You remember that one? No, I don't. I remember he yeah, played Santa. I can't remember the commercial. Yeah, he's played Santa a few times for the same product. Interesting. I enjoyed the I'm, new one. I'm I know you're not. I know you're not a fan, but I enjoyed the <laughs> new one. <laughs> I am excited that we're getting Christmas commercials on television that we can talk about on the podcast. I am. I it's am November too. one. Mm-hmm. So I'm not complaining at all. Did you did y'all see who wrote this movie? Uh Andy Sandberg. Sandberg. <laughs> Damn. Darn. I was about to Sandberg. Find out. <laughs> I couldn't pull a fast. I couldn't pull a Tom. <laughs> um, everybody else is, I don't know, just regular people. Although I do feel like some of these characters we get as like third and fourth string characters are hallmark standbys like eric mabius it plays a teeny tiny little role and he's definitely a hallmark guy um who was also in resident evil and cruel intentions apparently um so they're doing a little bit of recycling but it's hallmark so i would fully expect that let's walk through this movie i got notes I'm Me glad too. I, found, I found the script online she really, I love I that. Sorry, kids were asking questions. Okay, um, all right. We open with a kid flashback. Um, uh, we've got a voiceover going on, but we see a young girl waking up in bed in like one of the most beautiful houses I've ever seen. This house is Hallmark decorated, which I fully appreciate. Um, and it feels like Christmas morning. We see her run down the hallway. She's looking for her parents. She runs downstairs. There's gorgeous garland on the stairs. She runs up to the tree full of presents. She's jazzed. And she's like, where are mom and dad? Mom and dad come down the hall fully clothed and like with their coats on. So you're like, oh, they're going somewhere. And they're like, come on, honey. I know it's Christmas morning. Aren't you excited? But guess what we have to do? Responsibilities in town because... Because it's Christmas morning and that means we got junk to do. And so she's obviously dismayed because what kid wants to go do something Christmas morning when presented with presents and you're still in your jammies and all of that. Um, so they let her open one. Cut the parents some slack. She gets open one present. They let her open one that they picked out. They're like, oh, here, 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 here. Open this one. And so she tears into it and it's a Polaroid camera. And there are absolutely ulterior motives here because the parents are like, guess what you can do with that camera? Take some pictures at the Christmas carnival we're about to go to. And she's a little gripey. You know, she's like, why do we have to do this? And they're like, "Um, you know what? It's our responsibility and it's our duty to bring this magic to Christmas. Well, because Um, they're on the HOA, right? We learned that. Are they on the HOA at this point? I mean, they are, but we don't know that. I think they made the HOA, didn't they? Perspective. They created Maybe. it, right? I think they made it for this Christmas. Yeah. Log. we. For, it's a very yeah. culty HOA, as we find out. 
It is. It just so, feels like an ordinary HOA to me. <laughs> uh, we see Emily, young Emily. So still a kid, still in a flashback. Um, she's a little mopey. Um, and her little friend comes up, her friend that is a boy comes up and he's so excited about getting this architect set for Christmas. And he's a total boy scout. Um, and he's like, you look a little down and they start talking and she tells him she's got a camera, but she's a little frustrated. And he was like, well, here, let's take a picture and then I'll go help you. You can take the pictures and and I'll set everything up. So we know immediately this is our male lead in the past and that this, you know, Polaroid picture is a gun on the mail piece. A snap to a delightful voiceover leading us into the opening credits where Lacey Chabert asks a poignant question we will revisit at the end of the movie. Is Christmas merely the longest to-do list of all time? Or is it all that work? Or is all that work actually fun? This year, she hopes to find out. Opening well, credits and Christmas song. I'll say, I don't know. I did I I might have missed this whole beginning because I don't remember anything when she was a kid. I remember it opening up in her apartment with her boyfriend, which we're about to get to. Oh, you did miss it. You have to have that big you didn't see the beginning scene at all. Uh, with the parents? Maybe I completely zoned out. I don't oh, know. Man. Maybe I knew maybe I knew 30 seconds in. Uh-oh. <laughs> but I don't remember. <laughs> or maybe I maybe I saw the little girl. I was like child actor she wasn't bad you don't see her for very long but she wasn't bad she's all more quality i'll have to (laughs) again uh watch the opening (laughs) (laughs) um okay so now we have uh, we open on uh, a grown-up lacey shabir grown-up emily Mm -hmm. walking through the city she's got a big old pile of presents in her arms she looks busy like she's got a crap ton to do at christmas time which she does and she walks into this beautiful apartment, brick, natural light, windows, gorgeous, love it. We don't know yet, but she's a copy editor because, of course, she is. Um, and to this guy that's, like, gaming in the living room um, with, like, a VR headset on, so he looks like a complete idiot. And can I, can I talk about this guy for a second? Yeah, for sure. So this guy, first of all. I guess he's decent looking, whatever. Sure. But Lacey Chabert is gorgeous and successful. There is no way in real life this woman would be with this guy if he's For a couple like years, no less. For a couple of years. Because when you meet this guy, he's absolutely horrible. And you think to yourself, why, why would she go? But then... Yeah. I miss the beginning. They set up. She has been around horrible people her own life, her whole life, so she's used to it. But yeah, this guy's horrible. He's playing video games. He, well, we find out essentially that he's not trying in the relationship. So mm-hmm. Lisi Chabert wants to break up with him, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You have to leave the apartment." And he's like, "Oh, guess what? Even though you put the deposit down." And so it's your apartment. Last year when you went home for Christmas, was it when she went home for Christmas? Yeah. Uh, it was up for renewal and he put it in his name. Which is the jerkiest thing. I would put that in like the top five jerkiest things we have ever covered on this show in seven years, six years. Well, in in him saying, and I'm not leaving. Yeah. He well, he he's a he's a jerk. 
he's a because jerk. he's like he's also sh- dumb he's like a dumb he's, jerk he's really dumb yeah he's like he's like well i don't want to break up with you let's talk about it she's like okay i want to break up he's like well i don't cool we talked about it and then he goes back to playing his video game yeah not a fan but he is he is super cute he has great hair i guess that's it. <laughs> that's all he's got going for him <laughs> um so this leaves her in a bit of a predicament right like she's obviously not going to stay there with her ex-boyfriend so she calls up her friend and calls up her parents and says oh this thing has happened i have broken up from my boyfriend no i have broken up with my boyfriend and it's christmas and i have nowhere to stay holy crap what do i do now and her parents are thrilled unnaturally thrilled uh, we see them on the phone in their beautiful bay window you know this like gorgeous again natural light like this house is just like really something already decorated for christmas already decorated for christmas because we need to magnify what dirt bags these parents are dad is thrilled although you can't quite tell at this moment if he's thrilled she's coming home to cover the Christmas duties or if he's thrilled she broke up with her boyfriend. It could be both. Like this guy is not ideal, but I'm going to give him oh. a little credit and say that he's happy that she's Over not th- with that guy anymore. Okay. Well, if that's the case, he's still a crappy parent because she's like, oh, I'll come home tonight. No, 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 honey. You can't come home tonight. Your daughter was just with this jerk for like <laughs> years and she wants to come home to her parents. She just got kicked out of her apartment. What does she think she's going to do? Yeah. She's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll sleep in the bedroom and make him sleep on the couch tonight. Uh, <laughs> these parents are something else. So she, she's accepting their offer to come and stay. And she keeps talking about how excited she is to have a Christmas with no obligations. She wants to lay around in her PJs, sleep in late, eat some Christmas cookies, and just like be a vegetable for all of the Christmas season, which sounds great, by the way. Like, can I get that for my Christmas season, please? Especially in that house. Um, and so the parents are like jazz, but also very weird acting, like super sus, as Jude would say. And we don't know what the sus nonsense is all about, but we do know that immediately when they hang the phone up after telling her, no, no, don't come, don't come now, come tomorrow that they immediately start to de-decorate for Christmas. And we're like, what is happening? Yeah, they're like throwing, they're they're picking up their tree and just throwing it. Like they're, it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. We don't know what's happening. Um, Okay. Mom and dad then off the phone, call a code red and green. And we cut to the next scene. So us as viewers have crap all idea of what's going on. Nope. All right. So Emily starts to put feelers out to her old friends. She has this girlfriend she was very close with growing up who does not live in the area she will be staying, but lives close to it. So she grew up with her. She knows her. Um, And so she's excited to, you know, chat it up again. So we see Lacey Chabert driving into town. She drives under this uh, banner that neighbors are starting to put up on, what's it called? Lane, something lane. Evergreen? Evergreen Lane. Evergreen Lane? I think so. That sounds right. So she arrives Which at Evergreen Lane. Which is the name of this- a whole Hallmark movie series. So for a minute there, I thought, oh. wait, is this connected? 
it's it's not. like the hallmark um what's it called miniverse right yeah i'm, I'm surprised i'm surprised they've never actually tried to do that <laughs> um so we very lightly meet Ned and Pamela, who are two busybodies that live on this lane. This is Stephen Toblowski, and this is um, Reba's sidekick. Um, this is uh, Stephen, same the same name as he had in Groundhog Day, too. Ned. His name is Ned. Oh. That's right. Uh, so we meet them, like, not directly, but we get the sense immediately they are serious about their Christmas decorating. Um they are not what I would call overly friendly. They're quite intense. Um, and I thought they were married initially. I did too. And I also thought yeah. they were going to turn out to be the quote unquote villains of this movie. I did too. They set it yes. up like, oh, these people. Yep. Yes. Because they give her a fair amount of side eye as she's driving in. Yep. Yep. Um, But a ton of busy bodies while she's driving down this lane to get to her parents' house, which is nestled in the cul-de-sac area, which is appropriate for the rest of the movie. And um, many of them shaking their heads, looking at Emily going, she has no idea what she's getting herself into. Nope. They're all part of this lie. That's right. So like Lacey (sighs) gets a foot out of her car and she see she's like bum rushed by her parents that are in Hawaiian shirts. And they're like, oh, we're so glad you're home. By the way, we're out. We're headed to Florida. So, like, you can handle all this, right? They're completely undecorated house, BTW. I would like to point out, we once covered an episode, maybe a few years ago now, uh, where Fozzie Bear was coming home for Christmas to surprise his mom, who was going off to Hawaii. She was in Hawaiian gear and everything. And when Fozzie Bear arrived... Despite being disappointed, she had to cancel her trip. Mrs. Fozzie Bear stayed at home. Now, in this situation, her parents knew she was coming home and are still (laughs) getting out of here. And they took complete advantage of it. So they announced they're not just going to Florida for vacation. They're moving there. And this is their trip to find, like, this is their house hunting trip. Yeah, this one hurt. Given, and I'm uh, like, that my parents are going to. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so she's blindsided and doesn't love that all of these duties are being pushed off on her. Although her parents don't make that clear. They do not. But one thing about her parents going to Florida. Their whole, I don't know if it's, I think it's here, but definitely midway through the movie when they talk on the phone, they say, oh, we need to go down there and join the HOA and really up the Christmas down there. Like, they really need to, like, whip them into shape Christmas-wise. I think to myself, these people are psychotic. <laughs> and on, I, on Reddit for this movie, somebody summed up this movie perfectly. This whole point of the movie is a whole neighborhood is gaslighting a woman who doesn't really love, love, love Christmas like everyone else does into love, love, loving Christmas. I'm all for a change of heart. I like Christmas, whatever, but I'm not going to gaslight someone until they love it as much as I do. Not everyone can have a Christmas podcast despite how many there are out there nowadays. You In all fairness, that. I kind of did it to my wife and she came around. <laughs> Nagging no, works. Sh- 
she knew what she was getting into. <laughs> okay, so we've got parents are gone. They're headed off. And Lacey's just like there now. Um, She's starting to sort of settle in, like get used to the fact that her parents are moving to Florida. And all of this has been thrust upon her. And uh, at that moment, we meet Jared at the door. So door knock, door open. Cute guy that we immediately I, know is the kid from the beginning. And I have to ask you, Not all of us immediately caught that. Really? Who didn't? <laughs> I was I was cleaning the kitchen at the time and like, uh, <laughs> yeah. We, ha- we do have to... I do have a question for you, Julia. So he, you, you already said he's a cute guy, whatever. Yeah. Can we agree collectively that in terms of Hallmark love interests, he is definitely more on the obnoxious, annoying side than many of them? Yes. So I would say this entire movie, the word that kept coming to mind is hokey, which is one of my dad's favorite words. This movie is hokey and he is hokey, which is not how I like my Hallmark men. I like the, I like the romantic ones, right? I like the kind of like, I don't know about myself ones, but also like the secure, I like the woodworkers and the guys who like work, you know, in the forest, Christmas trees. Like these are my Hallmark guys. This guy's not my Hallmark guy. He's nice to look at, but he's hokey. He's, so he's super over the top. Yeah, he looks like he ba- he looks like he bathes in his virginity. He's obnoxious. Yes. He, yeah, he does. I, he reminded me of you. That's for sure, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, ser- I set myself up for that. <laughs> but seriously, he look. All Hallmark characters are stereotypes, right? But when you look at like the other films we cover, like the princes and stuff, as stereotypically uptight and mm-hmm. you know closed off, they are. They are far less annoying than this guy. And they had chemistry with the leading actress, which this guy did not. Yeah, it was lacking, for sure. Um. Okay, so this is Jared. He's our leading man. Um. And he happens to be head of the HOA. It's his first year taking over head of the HOA from Emily's father. So he has a lot to prove. Um, he's very passionate about this. Uh, that little kid that was super excited about Christmas in the beginning of the movie is still just as excited about Christmas. Um, he's definitely a bit stressed, which I feel like lends to his uptightness about her lack of decorations that she just realized she had to have. Um, and so he ends up (laughs) after he's like, Hey, haven't seen you in a long time. Uh, by the way, here's an HOA citation for insufficient Christmas decor. And he gives her a flippant citation. So here's a question. Anthony, you've never had an HOA, right? No, and thank God. I always knew about the day. I mean, my parents did when I was really young. But I mean, yeah, no, never for me. All my friends who do, they don't need, they all say don't buy in an HOA place in an HOA neighborhood, which I already knew. I don't need them to tell me that. But, yeah, no. Eh, it's so a you're darn if you do, darn if you don't situation, I feel like, in Oklahoma. Tom, have you ever gotten an HOA citation? Oh, yeah. I've what got kind a story I'll tell y'all. i got a story I'll tell y'all later. <laughs> <Okay>. We, um, 
we we've gotten them for like leaving our trash cans in front of our house before. Um, okay, like so here's a question: up I have. by the garage, not on I the street. We don't have all of these different kinds of trash cans anymore. There aren't ugly trash cans the way there used to be. All the trash cans are uniform and look nice. Right. Who? Why do people sit at home and think there's a trash can there? Like <laughs> there are so many emails. Every homeowners association we have next door is always talking about the need to put up trash cans. I couldn't care less. Yeah. It's a weird flex. Like I would be okay if everybody left their trash can at the street all the time, and just put their trash out there. Make life easier. This was comical though this year, and this happened Sorry, like, in the ahead. last few months. So we had this big holly tree slash bush. It was too big to be a bush, but too small to really be a tree. Um, in our front flower bed. And the freeze last year annihilated it, but it only died like four months ago. Dropped okay. all of its leaves, and we're like, that's not good. Um, but it was a big old thing and we couldn't haul it out ourselves. So we got it removed. Um by a tree place and like two days after we got it removed we got an hoa letter in the mail that said we needed to remove our dead tree (laughs) and i was like done (laughs) it gone (laughs) like the timing impeccable but i yeah i don't know love them or hate them they have their purpose but they're also ridiculous um, okay, but this is not just like a put your trash cans up HOA. This OH HOA is wholly focused on the reputation of Evergreen Lane and their ability to spread the Christmas cheer to whoever comes to visit the lane. It's they not remind, even just their residents. They remind me very much of the neighborhood in Christmas with the Cranks. It yes. does. It does. Except right. without the charm of that neighborhood. But but, but it wasn't the, the goodwill of the neighborhood, though. Like, this this HOA yeah. president didn't have what Dan Aykroyd had, where he seemed to genuinely care about people and what they were doing. Yeah, that's we don't realize that about true. Dan Aykroyd until later, though. I mean, Dan Aykroyd's a little bit of a hard-ass in that movie. He is, but he ends up like, it's because, I don't know, he's he seems to care more. I don't know, this guy just seems so does. fake. Like, this is all of the power he has in the world. Yeah. Um, okay, so this brings us to like the first Evergreen Lane event, which happens like that night. And it's a tree lighting. Um, again, it's a town of busybodies. So a lot of people are chittering in the background. Both about Emily's seemingly inefficient uh ineffectiveness as her parents' kid to take on this task. Uh, her unwillingness to take on the task and also trying to like match make her and Jared together, which is just yep. clear from the get go that they're like, you two need to be together. So uh, Ned and Pamela are obviously highly critical about Emily already. Um, and uh, and I put what kind of a psychopath schedules an HOA meeting for 8 a.m. Because at some point Jared's like, oh, hey, you need to come to the HOA meetings um, because you're a part of this now and those are going to be at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, the tree lighting initially goes bust a little bit. Uh, Jared tries to light the tree and it doesn't work out immediately. Um, so he has to get help from Ned to get it to light. So Jared's little chip on his shoulder is breaking apart rapidly. Um, he definitely feels like he's not up to the job. Um, and this lends a lot of stress to him which we're supposed to i think 
give him a pass on this is why he's so uptight. It's because he's just trying to be perfect. I don't buy um, it. <laughs> the tree itself is lovely. Like all the decorations on the houses that are already decorated, beautiful. It is yep. it is peak hallmark here. Um, except it does look like the tree is taught by the eye of Sauron, which was a little, co- <laughs> a little confusing. <laughs> so that was a choice. That was a choice. That was a choice. <laughs> Think everything think was, in this uh, movie is a foreshadowing. choice. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, okay. So no sleeping in for Emily. We're at the next mo- morning and Ned, her neighbor, is ice <laughs> carving ice with a chainsaw because it's what he does in the mornings. Um, uh, so she wakes up and starts to poke around the house and do her little morning thing. Um, again, house is next level beautiful. Like this house is well, it's really gorgeous. Something. But can I just say we forgot to mention that is it mom and dad got rid of a bunch of her stuff, didn't they? Is that this movie or am I mis- mixing up a movie? She goes on to say in a few scenes that her parents got rid of a lot of her stuff, which ends up okay. happening true. Okay. Just but, sure. Because we we are still feeling along with Emily that her parents only care about Christmas. That's it. Yep. And we they don't s- care about how Christmas affects their her their daughter. They care how they can contribute to the way Christmas affects everybody else around them. I mean, we're still feeling that. I felt that way even at the end. Well, I mean, there's like one scene where we're supposed to realize that that's not all they care about. But it doesn't, the proof is not in the pudding, effectively. It's just throwaway words. But that's fine. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, So Jared shows up at the house again. He's snooping around. And it's, she's like, my dude, like, what are you doing? Um, he starts hassling her and like all these different ways that she needs to get with the program. Um, and so they have this whole nutcracker conversation where he gives her citation because she doesn't have a nutcracker on her porch. Oh and again, Christmas is the nutcracker. Which the nutcracker for the it's, snowman. It, yeah. I love when they come back and actually measure the, the nutcracker. Yeah, he has this whole thing with the tape measure that feels very suggestive, but then it's I, Hallmark. I, no, I was thinking that to myself. This guy's overcompensating for something. No, <laughs> it was. That's what this whole scene felt like. It has to be a certain, you need a nutcracker. And she was like, okay, get the tiny one. So she's insulting his manhood. And then he says, well, it has to be a certain number of inches. <laughs> yeah. Um. She gets roped into this eight o'clock HOA meeting. She goes ahead and heads to the neighbor for the meeting. She finds out she has to organize the snowman tableau because all the other duties are dished out and her mom used to do that one. So she should definitely obviously do that one. And she's like, uh, no interest. And Pamela's like, I'll just do it. It'll be easier. And I do love that, that Emily's character is like, please take it. <laughs> I want nothing to do with this. But Jared's mother, actually, who's a part of all this, um, is like, no, you should do it. You can at least do it together because it would honor your parents' memory so well. So she's like, fine, whatever. Um, she also ends up having to bake a crap ton of cookies by that night because what the big event for that night is this big cookie decorating contest. Um, 
We get a few little fun moments with just Emily. I know that Tom liked this one as well. And Anthony probably did too. Mm-hmm. But then we see Emily just like chilling at home. Right. Watching and Hallmark movies. Watching Hallmark movies. And she makes a, there's a throwaway line where she's like, oh, I hope it's the I hope it's the one where she finds out her boyfriend's a prince. <laughs> I loved. I love um, that too. And if yeah. that went over any <laughs> listener's head, she starred in one of those movies. A really good one. A really oh, good one. Anyway. Um, and then we see that it's Christmas in Vienna uh, is the one that's actually coming on. And she makes another throwaway line. I don't know if it's supposed to be relevant, but she goes, oh, I love this guy. Which the guy in that Hallmark movie is Brennan Elliott. And I was like, oh, maybe Who's... they're married. But they're not. Okay. So I don't know the relevancy to that, but hopefully a listener will. No okay, we've got snap to snap to our deadbeat parents in Florida. They're golfing. They're having just a blast, right? Dad's a terrible golfer. Mom's a better golfer. She's rubbing it in. Um, but her parents take most of the time on this phone conversation to remind her, oh, we have a reputation. So, like, get your crap together and you need to keep up the family name here. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, what would you guys job. do in this situation? Because I would be like, I'd hang up and leave, quite honestly. I wouldn't put up with it. Like, they're treating her like garbage. It's awful. But I wouldn't participate. <laughs> they're treating her like garbage. She, yeah. She's going through a breakup. Yeah, which I'm sure that's the parents trying to say, oh, this is how you get over the breakup and this is how you meet new people. And they oh, that is not what they're that is not what they're trying to say. You don't think well, so? Well, but that's not what they're saying. But I can I see don't... Hallmark in the script being like, This is how this is what they're doing it. Well then Hallmark needs better writers because these pair or better I'm actors because it didn't come off that way at all, if that's what they were going for. We knew that. Um, this is actually where the nutcracker stuff starts, um, that I, I skipped ahead to a minute ago. Um, but we also use this whole nutcracker thing with, as a little quasi bonding moment, but again, they don't have great chemistry, so it's not as tangible as a lot of other Hallmark movies are when you have these kind of mini me cutes going on throughout the show movie. So this whole nutcracker thing has resulted in another citation. So <laughs> to get out of the citation, uh, Jared tells her that he has to help, that she has to help uh, her neighbors, the Travolta neighbors. So the older couple um, get their decorations up in their front yard. So she has to do like community service effectively, uh, but with the neighbors. And <laughs> I feel like the movie is telling us that this is how Emily is breaking out of her shell and that serving other people is how we truly get into the Christmas spirit and find ourselves, um, which is and, what the, happens. Uh, but... uh, well, I'm glad the neighbors called her out on it when they were like, well, you had to help us. I'm glad because yeah. that was not, if I got a citation for not having the correct <laughs> Christmas decoration out there, then they, my probation was to help another other people decorate their house. As much as I love decorating their houses, I'd be miserable that I was forced forced to do forced it. Forced to do it. <laughs> um, okay, so 
let's go to the the cookie decorating contest that night. Um, they're in a Which once her house. name always wins. That's right. Pamela always wins. Um, we had gotten a brief um, scene with uh, Emily and her friend and her friend's daughter making the cookies themselves. Um, and they quickly figure out at the cookie decorating contest that instead of using flour, they used all salt because mom's canisters are not marked. So her her cookies are inedible. How would you not know that until... I don't know. The very end. You would There's split. no way. You would absolutely know that. Absolutely know that. Yeah. Um, but this just magnifies how fish out of water Emily is in this situation. Um, and it leads to her feelings of inadequacy as well. Um, Pamela always wins this decorating contest. Like for years and years, she has her pictures on the wall. Um, she wins this one as well. And her... she she legitimately does not do anything after the contest. Because if she loses, she wouldn't be able to concentrate on anything after the contest, as she told Lacey Chabert before the contest. She does fully focus on it. Um, her her celebratory reaction to winning is I don't know, it was a lot. But a lot of these characters are a lot. Um, okay. So Emily's back home and Jared comes around again and starts to give Emily crap about the lack of decorations on her own dang house. And she is basically like, you know, the bins are just too heavy to get down. It's just not something I can manage. And he calls in the cavalry. So Jared's like, oh, we're going to take care of this. And all the neighbors come in. We get a musical montage. The beginning of it feels a lot like when the elves are flying to save Santa in the Santa Claus because they're all like walking, you know, directly towards the camera with their tool belts on and stuff. And I will be gosh darned if they don't decorate that dang house real fast. Um, We have a like Griswold lighting effect thing where she turns the lights on. And I was disappointed a lot with the lights on this house. Oh, yeah. was too. Compared to the for other a, houses. And for a house, this is one of the best Hallmark houses I've seen in a movie. Yeah. It should have it blown us away. I'm with you there, too, Julia. I was so disappointed. There should have been so much more garland. Like, come on, people. Um, but it's decorated. And she is really warming. Everybody pitching in to help. Like, I even loved that, right? I love everybody pitching in to help. Feels Christmas with the cranks. It does. Feels very Christmas with the cranks. And Um, I'll just interject here and say as well, as much as I am crapping on this movie, in (laughs) real life, if there was a neighborhood this into Christmas, I would probably be in heaven. We'd all be in heaven, right? Yeah. Maybe not not if it was an HOA mandated thing, but I'd be in heaven. Um, In the meantime, while they're decorating, she does find the gigantic nutcracker that goes on her porch. And she definitely rubs it in Jared's face. This is where we get more suggestive. <laughs> That's tape. what she said. <laughs> yeah. We get a little more suggestive tape measure measuring in a benign hallmark sort of way. And um, she's thawing. Her Christmas Grinchy heart is thawing. It is. Um, the neighbors promptly bail <laughs> to go like congregate somewhere else to leave Jared alone with Emily for some time to begin a relationship. And this is where we get um, that she always thought her parents only cared about Christmas. Um, But Jared makes a point to tell her 
do you know what your parents are always talking about? And she's like, Christmas. And he's like, no, you, everything about you, not Christmas. Um, like your, your likes, your dislikes, you know, what you did that day, all this stuff. And if um, I was he- her, I would have said to him, well, they could demonstrate that to me every now and then. <laughs> right. Don't, don't just tell my parents. <laughs> right. Why don't I know this? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. She does make an interesting comment and Number one, this Hallmark movie has more pop culture references in it than probably any other Hallmark movie I think I've ever seen, which I thought I was pretty so. fun. And it's- um, but she she makes a comment. Well, Jared makes a comment. Um, you know, they talk about you all the time, even the stuff you're afraid of. You're afraid of basements, but not attics. Is that a black Christmas reference? She dies in the and- attic. No, she doesn't die in the attic. She dies in the crawl space, technically. Oh, Julia's lecturing me on a horror movie. I'm so impressed, actually. So I'm so (laughs) curious if that is a Black Christmas reference. I'm going to say yes, because I'm so impressed with the call out. I had to watch that stupid movie twice because of rescheduling. (laughs) I remember how Lacey Chabert dies in that one. (laughs) (laughs) anyway curious about that maybe ron knows i feel like ron or jay would know this tbd maybe but i don't think hallmarks either of their jam (laughs) (laughs) well they might just need to watch this one for that one throwaway reference um okay uh, snap to the next scene where my my first sentence is Pamela is a big fat bee. <laughs> That's just mean, really. But is this mean. is where Emily goes to Pamela's because she had a prior engagement set up with her to do the planning for the snowman tableau, and she's very late because she was schmoozing with Jared. So she shows up late, and Pamela gives her no grace whatsoever, um, and instead put puts her to manual labor, threading popcorn while um, <laughs> they discuss the details of of the snowman tableau so emily has her dad's to-do list for this event specifically which is super helpful and lengthy um and pamela just totally geeks out about how organized her dad was and how he had all of his ducks in a row um so pamela starts to get excited about planning emily's fingertips are bleeding from threading popcorn and pamela starts to have you guys ever threaded popcorn no it's yes It, it is hard. Not it's, hard. Not, I, it's not something I would recommend doing. It, I thought it was funny. Julia, you've you've sewn by hand, right? Yes. I have. Just but the pop fingers. the popcorn also easily falls apart. It's yeah. fair that a very frustrating process. Yeah. I've threaded cranberries does. before. That wasn't difficult. I always thought I always had a weird thing about putting almost said live food. So this doesn't really real make food. sense. About putting real food on my tree. Like, won't that attract? Oh, I've common? never put it on my tree, but I've helped other people. Put it on other people's before. trees? Is their problem? <laughs> uh, this is your problem. <laughs> um, okay. So here's where we get some Pamela. Pamela becomes a real human being or as much of one as she can be in this movie as it's written for her. Um, She starts to talk about how um, she moved to Evergreen Lane because she used to bring her daughter 
to Evergreen Lane to enjoy the Christmas spirit. And so she wanted to live there because the atmosphere, the people, all of that, she wanted to just embody that all year long. Um, We get more information that her husband travels a lot and that in specific, he's traveling now. It's almost Christmas. And she's always concerned he won't make it home for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Sounds like he's not around a lot. Um, And when they're not, when you're not around a lot, and you're not around for Christmas, that hurts more. So she, she's getting a human face, which is nice. Um, And Emily's, she feels for her, right? She's connecting as well. Um, Jared mentions it slightly (laughs) when Emily walks up and Pamela leaves. And Emily's like, yeah, don't, don't talk too loudly. You'll ruin it. Just don't touch it. Um, he does end up giving her another citation. I can't remember what this. Oh, this was for lawn ornaments for not having her lawn decorated. And uh, the is this is this where they build the snowman? No, 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 not yet. No. Okay. This is um this is where he's like the way you can get out of this citation is by coming to my white elephant party. Which do we sounds... like white elephants? Do what? Do we like white elephant? I love white elephant parties. I got a squatty potty at a white elephant party. I love squatty potties. I know, right? (laughs) That thing, like, a few people tried to steal it. I'm like, (laughs) "Mm -mm." I had to do some serious, like, that's a way better gift than my squatty potty. You can buy my squatty potty anywhere. Super cheap. Get that thing. (laughs) Um, Okay, so, so now we know she's roped into going to a white elephant party. Um, in the meantime, however, he does offer his assistance in getting her lawn decorated, uh, to which she calls her parents um, to get the down low. Like, like, where are those decorations at? Because I didn't see those decorations anywhere. And the dad and mom are like, he donates them at the end of every season and we just buy fresh ones every year. And so she's like, uh, okay. Um, but he had a hot tip on where she could secure some lawn decorations and as soon as he gets his wife out of the room he gets in close and he's like i never donate any of them because we've re we've we're just reiterating this guy is a complete dingus right <laughs> he keeps them all and he has them stored in a storage facility outside of town um, but mom doesn't know this and so he tells her where the hidden key is and says you know have fun go get him uh so that's just so dumb why lie why lie about that I don't know. Because they're, oh my God, I hate these characters. <laughs> they make the Dursleys look like good parents. Uh, we also get some conversation because they retrieve said yard decorations and really go to town. Um, but we also start to learn that Jared really admires Santa Claus, period, like the character of Santa. Um, and we're starting to build this very tiny light side story that wouldn't he love to play Santa someday. He even says he studied and researched the Santa Claus one, two, and three, and he figures there might still be a way he can secure that role for permanent. Again, another pop culture reference. I think Santa Matt probably liked that one because he's obviously Santa and loves those films. Yep. Yep. Although Um, I will say Santa Matt looks better as Santa than this guy does in the eventually. Santa looks really good. Yeah. 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 Um, we get an impromptu dinner between Jared, 
um, Emily and then her friend's family. So her friend's husband and daughter, oh, which is cute. And then we have arrived at the snowman tableau. Anthony, this is where they build the snowman. Yeah. Build the snowmen. These <laughs> snowmen looked so, you could tell they were so fake when they were touching <laughs> them. It was, they, they were clearly cardboard or, you know, plastic or whatever. Like they looked so bad. And it was so disappointing considering this movie looked great for the most yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. Like even all the snow around them. And sometimes Hallmark cheaps out on that. But mm-hmm. I just wish yeah. they had, yeah, I don't know. They just look, it took me out of it. There were there were people in the background like padding real snow on the prefabricated snowman <laughs> balls. That sounded bad. I, I never know what to every time I refer to a snowman or baubles on the tree, like snowballs or Christmas balls. Like I Bobble, feel awkward. Bobbles. Bobbles. Bobbles and I balls. I know that, but so many people just call them balls. 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 Snowman balls. segments. The segments of snowman. Um this whole competition though sounds like it it'd be really fun, honestly. Right? Like a snowman building contest sounds super fun to me if you lived in a snowy area, right? It does. Where they provide some amount of supplies to do it, but you have the creativity creativity for the actual form of the man. Um and then they break it out onto this massive snowball fight that also just seems very fun. I would love to be in a snowball fight that big. Right? And like no rules. And they really make a joke. Stephen Tabowski's Ned character makes a joke that like there are literally no rules. Like it's every man for themselves. No mercy. And it was funny. So magical. Absolutely. Less magical if you have to do it. But um. Yeah. But there's magic in this movie for sure. Okay. Um, White Christmas or White Elephant Party has come and there is a dress code. You have to wear an ugly Christmas sweater um, to which as Emily is looking through her parents' closet. One, they have a fantastic selection of ugly Christmas sweaters. A little jealous about that. Yes. A lot. A lot. And uh, as she's looking through those sweaters, she sees this red box in her parents' closet and it holds the Polaroid camera and the old Polaroid pictures that Jared has already mentioned a few times in the movie. Uh, Like, wouldn't it be great to find that again? We obviously know he's holding on to that original picture between him and Emily from the very beginning of the movie that Anthony didn't see. Um, (laughs) So I don't know how you enjoyed this cute moment here in just a minute if you just completely bucked the whole beginning of the movie but <laughs> it really lost some impact there for you probably Damn, um, I, was like, this, the Polaroids. I was literally like this came out of nowhere this is it <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh i love it so much um there was a this american life episode uh, and they talked about how this girl watched the sound of music once and had no idea there was a second tape after intermission. So she chose she thought the Nazis won. Well, no, there's <laughs> I was, hard, I there's heard no Nazis. There are no the Nazis one, in like, the first she, no, she didn't and know so, there were Nazis in the in in the sound of music. She just didn't know they were there. <laughs> yeah. So she her her friend or something was like, you know, 
she was like talking about the sound of music and about how they escaped with like in the whole Nazis. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's <laughs> yep. like, there's a whole second tape. <laughs> and so That's she amazing. watched it and she came to the conclusion. She's like, you don't need the second tape. Just watch the first tape. It's fine. <laughs> Just leave it at that. And it, I feel like that's you. <laughs> you didn't realize there's this okay. whole 10 minute segment before the movie started. It was not as bad as not as realizing the sound of music didn't have <laughs> Nazis in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we're at the white elephant party. I think white elephant parties are just so much fun. And this one seems like a ton of fun too. Like they're all having fun. The stuff they're getting. You wanted to be at that party, y'all. Yeah, but who put a foodie for a white elephant party? That person did not know. No. Like what the deal was. And they broke budget for dang sure. But um, we see this in a montage form. So we've got Christmas music in the background and lots of laughing and dancing. And Emily is very happy. And so we're like, oh, look at Emily. She is embracing the Christmas spirit. Um, She busts out in much of the similar fashion as they bust out, um, as Tim Allen busts out the games at the teacher Christmas party and really livens the party up and brings Mm -hmm. nostalgia back into it. She busts out these Polaroid pictures which is a real bonding moment for the whole group because like, like this lane has not changed people much in the years. So it's like the neighbors that are there now for the most part, aside from um, Pamela, who's I guess slightly newer, um, she grew up with when she was a kid. So they knew her when she was younger and she knew them as well. So she has all these pictures and everybody's just really having a great time with them. Uh, And Jared's mom it's a bit of a busybody starts starts spilling a little tea with Emily, and she's like, "Jared is super stressed. I don't know if you know this, but he's a little uptight and stressed." And Emily's like, "Oh, I definitely know this." But she's like, "Well, what's doing it?" And she's like, "Well, he had secured a Santa, but then a Santa dropped out, so he has no Santa for the Christmas carnival." And Emily's all like, "Oh, snap! How can you not have a Santa for the Christmas carnival?" And she's like, "I don't know. It's all ruined." And so Emily decides, "I can help with this. Let me find a Santa." And she's like, oh, that'd be fantastic. Go ahead and do that. So this is Emily's job now, which she immediately finds it like less than two minutes later, we're in the next scene. And she's like, Jared, I found you a Santa. And he's like, he's like a little bummed that she's secured a new Santa. And we're all like, why is he like kind of pissy about it? And she doesn't even know. Um, she, cause she was just going to let her best friend, her best friend's husband be Santa, right? Well, she even, well, she even uh, engages Pamela to sew the Santa suit because Pamela has like a PhD in fine sewing or something like that. A craft and yeah. <laughs> so she's going to like bang the Santa suit out in like no time at all. And, um, she places a call to her parents again and, you know, and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying the Christmas stuff. So like, thanks for being deadbeats and leaving me here alone. She doesn't say that, but her mom is like, it's implied. It is implied. Her mom is like, (laughs) uh, how's Jared doing with the HOA duties? And she's like, she, he's doing really good. He's stressed, but like, you know, and she tells him about the Santa thing. And the mom is like, hello, dingus daughter. He wants to be Santa. 
He wants to be Santa. He what wants did you do? You're messing everything Yeah. And then her mom immediately like ruins her phone in this pool and like doesn't give a crap that she just falls off this floaty with her phone in her hand. Well, she thought she bought new Christmas ornaments every year. She doesn't really worry about money. That's valid. So Emily's like light bulb moment. Of course he wanted to be Santa. And she's like, I have to make this right. So she goes to Jared's house. Um, She presents him with the little nutcracker from the beginning. The one that was too small. That's right. And she tells him, you know, it might not be big enough for a porch, but it is big enough for your mantle. And uh, another in your window yes. for her. <laughs> and she's like, think of it as a starting place. Hey, I accept you wherever you are. That's right. <laughs> and she tells him, you need to be Santa. Except the way she says it is, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy Asking him to be the most perfect Santa Claus, which is another pop culture reference. It is another yes. one. Say what, anything. What, that's it. I, I was like, which movie was that? Which which of those? All of those freaking movies have the same. I thought it was Notting Hill. Definitely not Notting Hill. It was something from the. I think it was Say Anything. I'm just a girl oh, no, standing for a boy. That's not Say Anything. What is it? It's Notting Hill. Okay. I think so. I'm Get just little Google fingers out. Standing in front of boy. I think you're right. Say anything. You were right. Stack with the the thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. By myself jo- right now. Man, Julia was right about horror. She's right about Notting Hill. She's I on a roll it tonight. tonight. <laughs> it's like she came prepared. <laughs> um, Jared is thrilled. He's fulfilling his destiny. Um, but oopsie daisy. <laughs> She'd given Pamela's the measurements for her husband's, uh, for her friend's Santa. husband, who yep. is exactly as tall <gasps> and no as way. thick as Jared. Except when what? Jared tries this costume on, it looks like the measurements she gave for her best friend's husband. He's like a a little person almost. This thing <laughs> like does not fit Jared. And I'm like, you guys are the same size. Like, what's up? So anyway, so the one that Pamela had whipped up in a matter of minutes, um, skills, by the way, uh, doesn't fit. So they've decided there is an actual natural backup for this for a last minute Santa suit. And they go to Ned's house. Um, And Ned has like this entire closet worth of different Santas from different times. And my comment was, oh, my gosh, it's Tom. Because I feel like you would have this, Tom. I feel like you would have an entire <laughs> closet full of different Santas from different eras. If I could, I would. Just at the ready all the time. Um, so they're looking through them all. It's a funny scene. I mean, Ned's an eccentric character, actually, of all the characters. He was one of my favorites. He's super obnoxious, but also I like oddballs. And um, they find one that... It's not as impressive once he actually puts it on as it could have been. I feel like mm-hmm. it could have been better. It was a little disappointing. Um, But this means there's a vacancy in the planning aspect of the Christmas carnival. And so Emily gets nominated and immediately sworn in to be one of Santa's helpers. So she gets a walkie talkie. And there is a little huzzah that goes on, which also reminded me of Tom. <laughs> <laughs> So she's back up Jared while Jared gets to play Santa. Um, Pamela 
is distraught. Um, she just found out that her husband really probably won't be coming home for Christmas because the weather is going to hit um, right about the time his plane takes off. Of and course. Of course. Uh, she's super emotional about it. And Emily feels for her. And Emily makes the secret phone call to her ex-boyfriend, Dan. And we're all left wondering, how can this deadbeat help? Really? Next day, Christmas Carnival. It is Christmas Eve day. It's daytime carnival. Um, and I wrote, I do not like Jared as Santa. <laughs> He's got this odd <laughs> accent it's that weird. I don't understand. And his no, beard is hideous. I don't understand what he's going for. He doesn't it's a fake no. beard. It's hideous. Um, but he's, I mean, he's trying to have a good rapport with some of the kids, you know, that are coming up to tell them, tell him what they want for Christmas. And um, Emily looks on as Emily's friend's daughter asks him, you know what I want for Christmas? I want you to ask my my mom's friend out on a date. And so she's playing a little matchmaker and he's like, I think I can make that happen. This um, will see. Yeah. So I I hate it. I this scene was too much for me. Because said, I what she it. what she what she was saying what she was saying that to him, you saw Lacey Chabert doing that. Oh my god, what's she saying? Oh no. Oh personal scene. But Hark from across the carnival way, <laughs> what do we see? Pamela spies a man that she knows. It's her husband, Alan. And they like like almost slow-mo run at each other. Yep. He's just standing in line for popcorn. Okay. So which means he rolled up off the plane and just decides to get some popcorn before he makes connection with his wife to let her know that he's home. Like priorities. Anyway, they see each other. He's in a Hallmark character from other Hallmark properties. So this is a, a reheat of a Hallmark man. And obviously Pamela's thrilled because her husband's home. She's like, how did this happen? Turns out deadbeat ex-boyfriend Dan works in the airline industry. And even though he's useless at every other aspect of his life, he came through for this one and he put Alan on a plane before the storm hit. Way to go, Dan. Good job. Dan's not. We had our lioness moment with, without without redemption. <laughs> um, we get some flirty talking between Jared and Emily, and it sounds like they're securing a first date. So good for them. Snap to next morning in a scene that is not going to have as much impact for Anthony as it will for Tom and Julia. Emily wakes up in bed the next morning in a room that's exactly like from the beginning of the movie. It's Christmas morning. She runs down the hallway in the same fashion she did when she was a kid. She runs down the staircase in the same fashion she did as she was a kid. And she runs up on a beautiful Christmas tree exactly like when she was a kid, except with a whole yep. lot less presents, like a lot less presents. There's actually only one present under the tree. It's a tiny little box. And then what does she hear? Hark. To the right. Where in the beginning was her parents rushing out the door? Now they're coming. Missed. Now they're coming in. That's they returned right. from Florida to surprise her for Christmas. And oh my gosh, we wanted to get you a very meaningful gift. So Dr. Taub reaches under the tree, <laughs> and gives this gift, and gives it to her. 
and it's a Christmas tree keychain. A very large, bulky keychain. It's so cute, though. It is. What's the key key for? (gasps) The house! They're going to gift her this enormous house. The whole friggin' house. The whole dang house. When I saw this, I was like, I gotta show this movie to my parents. So when they move down to Florida... permanently in another year or two like instead of me and sarah stressing over trying to find and buy a house they can just give us their paid off it's yours manor yeah because they they in fact did find a house in florida they're excited to initiate project christmas at the hoa in florida and she's got a new dang house it's like i'm gonna make a promise here on the podcast so that listeners can hold me to it if i could ever somehow convince my parents to give me that house i'm going to have invite it's big enough to host both of y'all and your whole families so y'all all have to come out at christmas one year i love it <laughs> all out y'all, we can all get matching pajamas and everything family picture in front of the tree <laughs> Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she says, "Yeah, I'll take your house for sure." And all I can think about is when she marries Jared, which is inevitable. What house do they live in? Her house, obviously, her house. So is he living in his mother's house? I think he's just going to sell his house. I think we're overthinking it. I'm not, how weird would that be? Like her house is definitely better than his house, but could you imagine like living, living two houses down from the house you lived in your whole life? life. Well, we'll we'll find out. Is it what? November 13th, whenever this premieres on Hallmark, because they are going to be living together in the new one. They sure will. Oh, we'll know where they, it's going to be in that same house. Y'all got to be hers. Uh, well, oh, it has to be hers. Hers is way prettier. For, from Minus a writer's perspective, it has to be hers because she was gifted the house at the end. But knowing Hallmark's crappy writers, it'll probably be his house that she squeezes into. Or it'll be in a completely different house. Next different time. neighborhood because Hallmark can't get, couldn't use the same village and they have to like <laughs> recast. Um, So we get a cute little, like while they're talking about this on the front porch. Um, there's carolers outside. It's sweet. Uh, she goes out there on the porch with Jared and they have a cute little porch talk and she writes him a citation for who knows what. And you know, the way to get what. out of the citation. Yes. Yeah. Kiss me. I was about to say, yeah. Smoochy smooch on the porch. What she, what she writes in that citation, all I can think of, that's one of those cheap, like, love coupons you get from, like, Romantic Depot or something, like, good for one, <laughs> insert thing here. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and so they smooch, and we know they have a future, and still all I can think about is which house do they keep? You know, and... you're asking the important questions. I'm glad you're, you're here doing that. I am. That house was stunning. <laughs> His was kind of a hole. And he's an architect and he said he redid the whole thing. I'm like, mm, I don't love it. The end. The end. Yay. All out the holly. Uh, okay. So I was kind of hard on this movie throughout. 
But I'll say it was very beautiful looking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This one's pretty. Very pretty. pretty. And a very pretty lead actress, too. Mm -hmm. In terms of aesthetic, the only thing that took me out were those stupid snowmen. Yeah. They were really disappointing. It's just such a different tone. It's almost like other Hallmarks. It almost played like a parody of a Hallmark movie. It knew what it was, but it was going for funny, too. It was. And there were some funny moments. I liked the I like the pop culture references. It made Hallmark feel a little more real instead of just something that's in a snow globe. Um, I liked that it was equally beautiful. The chemistry was very much lacking, but they were focusing more on a comedy byline instead of like the the chemistry between her and her boyfriend or her soon to be boyfriend and the chemistry between her and her parents were lacking. I really hated the parents. I I couldn't stand either of the parents. Yeah. Because the hallmark standby is that the The families are as embraceable as the love interest. And they were not this time in this one. I'm not sure I bought that she'd want to stay in the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would take the house and then when the parents to Florida, I'd make some money by selling the house and then get the heck out of there. Or I would not sell that house. That's no like dream house. way. All those oh, windows. I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, it's a dream house, but I don't buy that she'd want to stay in that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to live in the same place you grew up uh, I, I'm telling you right now on mic mom hi if you're listening dad hello you just told your I'll parents you to sell their house I'll why ta- would they give it to you no, no 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 I would sell the house in that neighborhood with all those crazy neighbors my parents live on a cul-de-sac I don't even know their <laughs> neighbors I'm good with that that's how I like it so it's obviously a Christmas movie. Yes. Does it have a Linus moment? Yes, no. her ex-boyfriend gets him that on the plane. That doesn't count enough for the whole movie. That's I mean, she has a change moment. of heart. But and the he change doesn't. of heart The romantic interest about... does not. No, no he's still a dork. that's not who we're in it for. We're in it for her. I don't know. Like I, if I was her, if it, if the situation was reversed and it was a guy and a girl, I would not want that woman. After everything, <laughs> Ouch. um. Okay, so then what? No Linus moment. I don't think so. I think so. All right, Julie, you're a tiebreaker. What do you think? Um. Who do you like more? I mean, it's not your standard, but I would say she had a change of heart. Yes. Okay. Well, there's your I think there's it, your clearance or Tom who she likes more. <laughs> I think in the end <laughs> she did answer her question that it's not just a, a very long task list. It's um you know, something to be enjoyed and embraced. But I don't believe that she ended up anything she did, she ended up enjoying it. I don't believe they sold it. I don't believe I didn't buy that they sold that. She I think didn't. They could have sold it better, but I think they sold it. 
Remember, you bucked the first 10 minutes of the movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, yes. I, I had no, I had no defense for that. So, yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So, what are we going to rank it since we still have to do that? Uh, also, I links. I tend to give Hallmark movie the Royal Hallmark movies I like eights. I'll give this a six. Wow, really? No, you're right. Five. I'll give it a five. I don't think it was like for a Hallmark movie. It's better than a lot of Hallmark movies. I'll say that. At least I had a sense of humor about it, even yeah. though if I the five. I'll probably come in at a four. I'll come in at a four and a half. So that gives us a four and a half. I can work with that. I'm interested uh, to get feedback from listeners. Um, if they've seen this one, like, is there an awareness of this one? Are you excited to see the sequel? And is Julia right about the black Christmas business? <laughs> That's what I really want to know. Um, Ju- listeners, if you like Julia Moore, she is clearly right. You like Anthony more and never want to, and you know, don't. Julia will never let Anthony live it down if she is right that she got a horror reference over me. So if you like me more, maybe she's not right. Just mm-hmm. see how that goes. Give us yeah. the honest answer. <laughs> um, if people want to give us honest answers, where do they do that, Anthony? Linktree.com slash just the podcast. You'll be taken to Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, which is lively and active now that we're in this special time of the year. And uh, it also takes us to more bonus content. Yes, including upcoming Christmas card and stickers. And Thanksgiving episodes. Hmm. Yeah, we accidentally did a couple. We did quite a few of those this year. We did one. We accidentally did, we did two. Yeah, but one is going to drop in the main feed. Oh, main feed. And, oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. You'd think I'd pay attention and remember that. You would think so. No, you wouldn't. Um, I know what I meant to say. We didn't mention at the beginning, but, um, you know, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Oh, right. Because when we talked about that, it was on Patreon. Initially. It was a future Bummer. episode. Yeah, it was a future episode. Um, yeah, I think our Thanksgivings will look the same as they do this year because we all incorporate friends into our Thanksgiving episodes, but it will feel very different. Feel very different. And uh, it'll feel sad. Just mm-hmm. like with Michael Gambon a few weeks ago, friends mm-hmm. and Harry Potter, friends is a large part of all of our lives. So it's very sad. That one hit hard. Yep. And now uh, I just hear like my grandmother saying, "Death's coming threes." So I wonder what big celebrity will be next. Ah, <laughs> well, it's like Living somebody pointed. It's like somebody pointing out on Twitter uh, at the end of the year, so all the celebrities start dropping off to make the in memoriam in the Oscars at the beginning of next year. So we'll see. Like it's intentional. That, that if you look back on years past, between like September and December, that's what they tend to. Keep dropping so we'll see maybe it's because stress levels are so high then the weather gets colder and seasonal affective disorder kicks in and it's cold outside so less people are exercising 
next week we are <laughs> i mean that makes sense to me <laughs> uh <laughs> next week no i'm absolutely gonna schedule my death so that i pop up on the in memoriam at the oscars We'll be with the memorial with the Tis the Podcast Oscars. Me and Tom will be My like goal an, an hour in it. memoriam at the Oscars. Anthony, there will be no t- Tom and Anthony when Julia goes. We're going to go long before Julia. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and l- luckily, Julia, you know, uh, there's Ron and a bunch of bearded, bearded men with black hair. <laughs> In the network, no, that's just, my, <laughs> not like my MO. <laughs> you could just uh, replace <laughs> us with without missing a beat. So must be <laughs> bearded with dark, hair. <laughs> dark hair, and have a sarcastic sense of humor. That's an absolute must. Um. So next week we're covering another Hallmark movie. Because okay. all the new movies don't drop until start dropping until the week after. Who? So that, what? What leading lady is in the royal nanny? I have not looked it up yet. Some blonde I don't recognize. Oh, okay, her. All right. Yeah. So I'm up for fun. some blonde I don't recognize. And it's British, so. Oh, like me. Yes. Culture. And then after that, or dealing, we didn't really talk. We didn't talk about the trailer on this show. But after that, we're covering a uh, ludicrous Christmas movie. Uh, yeah, we are Christmas movie called uh, "Dashing Through the Snow," which is premiering on Disney Plus. So, TBD. Yep. How that turns out. Looks like something. I'm excited. Uh, I'll say this. The slate this year between Dashing Through the Snow and the Naughty Nine with, I always get them confused, Donald or Danny? Who's the older Donald. one? Danny. Donald. Oh. Donald. Donald. And then Candy Canely with Eddie Danny Murphy. Danny Glover. Lots of. Danny Glover is the old one. That's what I said. And you two made me look You're like a right. fool. I just went with uh, Julia, but she's right. I just went with Julia because she's been on fire this tonight. Danny Glover. <laughs> Danny Glover. Donald, Donald is. The childish Gambino, yeah, yeah. Between... Which is funny you said that because I told Ethan I was like, Danny Glover is Santa in that one, and he's like, that is weird, and I'm like, no, it's not. He'd be like a really good Santa. He looks really good as Santa, and he's like, I, I really can't picture that at all. And then he saw him, and he was like, oh, I thought you were talking about childish Gambino, and I was like, no, it's a different Glover. Well, between Dashing Through the Snow and The Naughty Nine and Candy King Lane with Eddie Murphy, lots of representation this year. So yes. that's a good thing. I'm here for nice, it. Nice of change of pace. Nice change of pace. Mm-hmm. And Danny Glover looks awesome as Santa, so I can't wait for The Naughty Nine. Yes, he does. I think he'll be a good <laughs> Santa. Yeah, I think he'll be like an Ed Asner type Santa, kind of grumpy. Yes, yeah. I fully believe that. I'm here for that. I That's what I expect as well. I mean, yeah. we liked him as the patriarch of... Um, Oh gosh, I don't know the names of the movies when he was the patriarch of the family at Christmas time and his wife had died. It was almost Christmas. That's it. So this feels so. like I could see him channeling that grouchy yeah. energy into Santa. Yeah, maybe Mrs. Claus died and that's why he's grouchy. Oh, I hope not. She got it coming. <laughs> oh, I forgot to make mention of uh, Lacey Chabert 
debasing herself for this movie. Oh, we had quotes and stuff. Lacey Chabert talked about being a fan of Nickelback in this. And I just couldn't believe it. She went so far as saying she was told you are shamelessly unapologetically in love with Nickelback. And she said, Chad Kruger was my everything. I mean, the hair. He's not wrong. I'm <laughs> All right. It's been a good run on Tis the Podcast. I'm out. That face you made needs to be an emoji. I think like these automatically I think these automatically record videos when we record, so I'm totally turned that dang <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh man. You know what's oh, not so funny? You know, what's what's not, not funny? funny? The fact that there are only 1,176 hours until Christmas. Oh boy. That is 49 days, y'all. That's four weeks. Way off. You're incredibly Seven weeks. Off. Seven weeks. <laughs> Do That's your right. homework. Watch the Royal Nanny. Bye, y'all. And get excited. Bye, y'all. Time since